Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. On this occasion of Christmas Eve, it is customary for many parishes during the Christmas Vigil Mass to read not the more familiar gospel that we find for the Midnight Mass, but rather the gospel reading for the Vigil Mass, the night before Christmas, which consists of the genealogy of Jesus and the Annunciation to St. Joseph. And when we think of the Annunciation, we invariably think of the Annunciation to the Blessed Virgin Mary. But believe it or not, when you read the Gospels, especially the stories surrounding the birth of Jesus, the four Gospels actually have multiple enunciations, each with their own message. In the Gospel of Luke, we have the Annunciation to Zechariah, in which he and his wife Elizabeth will have a son named John who will go forth with the spirit and power of Elijah to prepare the way of the Lord. To the Blessed Virgin Mary, that she would conceive and bear a son named Jesus who will bring about the restoration of the throne of David. To the shepherds, the angels announce that today in the city of David is born a Savior who is Christ and Lord. And in the Gospel of Matthew, Joseph receives an annunciation. It's a narration that reminds us that what is happening is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. Emmanuel, God is with us. The message of Christmas is not simply that of a child born in a manger but it is the story of God's ongoing fidelity to his people, a promise that God is with them, that God is with us, or as he says repeatedly to us through the prophet Jeremiah, I am with you. During the hustle and bustle of preparing for Christmas, it is easy to lose sight of why we celebrate, and with much of the news these past few weeks regarding wars overseas, civil unrest and social division, even culture wars here at home seeking to secularize this very holiday that has been nothing less than a national endorsement and celebration of a religious holiday, we can at times wonder, our faith is challenged. Is it really true that God is with us? Our Holy Father always asks us to remember those who are poor, we remember those families and friends for whom this Christmas will be the first without a loved one who has passed away during this past year, especially those who gave their lives in the service of our country and of our local communities. We remember those in China who continue to suffer terrible violence and persecution, some of them because they profess a faith in Christ whose birth we celebrate. We remember those killed in the terrible violence of our inner cities throughout our country, we can only imagine the darkness and sadness of their families on this Christmas and perhaps for Christmases to come. We remember those in our country who suffer civil unrest over issues that divide our nation while at the same time affect some families and some individuals in a very personal way. Even in our parishes, we keep in our prayers those parishioners who at this time are facing illness and perhaps the impending or recent death of a loved one, even during this time of joy and gladness. 
How can we be sure that God is with us when we are bombarded with news, events, and experiences such as these? The genealogy of Jesus may provide that answer. The reading of the gospel for the vigil celebration of Mass the night before Christmas. The genealogy of Jesus may appear to be a rather dry, dull reading and an unusual one for the celebration of Christmas. After all, we are used to hearing stories of angels, shepherds, journeys to Bethlehem, and a child born in a manger. In the genealogy of Christ, we have examples of great holiness and heroism in Abraham, David, Hezekiah, Josiah, corruption and decadence in Solomon's later years, Ahaz and Manasseh and their reigns, and we have virtual unknowns, the names of the post-exile generation of Jesus' ancestors. In the genealogy of Christ, we have a written witness of promises fulfilled to Abraham, to David, to the people of Israel, summed up in the words of Isaiah quoted in the first reading for that vigil mass, Emmanuel, God is with us. It is a review of history, much like reciting in order the names of the presidents of the United States or the kings and queens of England. We remember important events of history that coincide with the reigns or administrations of important historical figures. So it is with the genealogy. Reading the names of the ancestry of Jesus is like a capsule review of the Old Testament history of Israel, of promises made by God which leads up to the birth of Jesus. Events and an overall progress of history of how God was with the people of Israel. With Abraham during his migration to the new land when God promised to make him a great nation. With the people of Israel as he freed them from slavery in Egypt and through a desert journey that lasted 40 years. With David the king and his descendants to whom God promised in perpetuity the throne in Jerusalem. It was to King Ahaz, notoriously lacking in faith in that very promise, that God sent via Isaiah the prophecy that the virgin shall be with child whose name would mean God is with you. To the prophet Jeremiah, during the dark days of, Israel, of Jerusalem's fall, God regularly assured him, I am with you, to deliver you. With the Jewish people during 70 years of exile, when the once great kingdom of Israel was no more, when the ancestry of Jesus descended from the height of kingly power to 14 generations of virtual unknowns whose names are nowhere in the scriptures except in the genealogy of Jesus. Through thick and thin, triumph and tragedy, virtue and vice, reward, and punishment, God was with his holy people Israel. We are reminded of this as we hear the angel's message to Joseph, that the birth of Jesus was to fulfill the words of the prophet Isaiah first given to King Ahaz. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so God was with us, the light that shines in the darkness. He was Emmanuel at his birth with his baptism. He was Emmanuel during the dark days of his crucifixion and burial, 
when this boy born in a manger grew up to be the man who died on the cross. He was Emmanuel during the days of glory when he conquered sin and death to lead us to eternal life, when the women at the tomb received one last great annunciation of one simple message, He is risen. And he continues to be Emmanuel. God is with us, as he promised in his last words to his disciples before ascending to the right hand of God. Know that I am with you always until the end of the world. God continues to be with us. We hear of great heroism of faith, even in the face of violence and persecutions. Those who love this child born in a manger so much that they are willing to imitate his sacrifice in strong witness to the man who died on the cross. We hear with greater frequency of news of families who have decided this year that for their family, including their children, they will not receive gifts, but give gifts to those who are in need. Will not ask Santa for gifts for themselves, but ask Santa to deliver special gifts from them to children and families in need. And we adults know how Santa delivers on such requests. We hear of small and large ways in which people, families, communities, and churches come together to bring that light to those who dwell in darkness and so manifest in their own personal enunciations that God is with us. Therefore, he continues to be Emmanuel, God with us. With the church throughout the world as it carries on the mission to spread the good news, with our parishes gathered in worship on this holy evening and every Sunday when we gather to receive his body and blood in the Eucharist as is our duty, our obligation, and our call. With families, the first and front line of the spread of that good news to their children, who in turn will pass it on to their children. And I personally have on occasion heard from families who tell me that this year, their family will not be going to the Christmas vigil so as to get Mass out of the way, but will rather attend the Midnight Mass at night, the time of the day when Jesus was born, or early morning Mass at dawn, since the kids are up early on Christmas anyway, and attend Mass first before opening presents in the morning so as to put Jesus first that morning even in the midst of the excitement for the opening of presents. As we celebrate the birth of the Savior by rededicating ourselves to being the heralds through which God's presence continues to be announced to the world, we pass on to one another, to our children, and to future generations, the good news that God is with us. Just as Abraham gave it to Isaac, who gave it to Jacob, just as David passed it to Solomon, who gave it to Rehoboam, down to Mathen, who gave it to Jacob, who gave it to Joseph, the husband of Mary. Just as the angel gave it in his annunciation to Zechariah, to the shepherds, to Mary, and to Joseph. Just as Jesus called Andrew, who in turn called Peter, Philip, who called Nathaniel, and Paul, who called Timothy. So too did someone announce that good news to you that you must announce to someone else. In so doing, as we celebrate the child born in a manger who grew up to be the man who died on the cross, we continue the tradition of God's word, 
the simple message we hear from the fullness of time echoing to all time. God is with us.